Hello, everyone. I welcome you to The Butterfly Effect, a mental health podcast to help you navigate through adversity and begin your transformative journey to healing mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. From anxiety to domestic violence, this podcast will discuss a wide range of mental health topics, hearing real people discuss their raw experiences. Because this podcast touches on sensitive topics, listener discretion is advised, and the information that is provided is not meant to diagnose or treat any mental health condition or be a substitute for therapy. If you are experiencing any mental health symptoms while listening, I encourage you to contact somebody that you trust or a mental health provider in your community. So, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Butterfly Effect podcast. My name is Queen Shimoniak, and I welcome you to this week's episode. I hope all of you guys enjoyed my last episode about healing from a personal experience via yours truly. So today I have a very special guest, a guest that is not only very important in my life, but she is like a soul sister to me, and I'm so happy to have her on this week's episode. She is somebody that I have seen that has grown tremendously over the years that I have known her, and now she has her own business. So if any of you guys want to delve into the realm of spirituality and your understanding yourself from a spiritual perspective, you can check her out on Instagram. She does Asima Speaks, and you can book readings with her to understand yourself in depth. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, Queen. I adore you. Thank you so much for that lovely welcome and introduction. I appreciate every single person that listens to her. And um, honestly, I'm just so excited to delve into this topic. This is so exciting because this is stuff that, you know, people don't really think about. Right. Um, You know, when you talk about healing um, and you talk about the factors that the blockages that come in the way, Mm -hmm. um, it's more so being aware of the fact that there are blockages and what the solution to those blockages can be and how those things can transpire and, and how you can finally start your journey to healing. Right. So, um, you know, let's talk about the human in general. We feel things. Right. I mean, I think that a lot of people mistaken the fact of how profound it is to even be human. You know, what does that mean to be an individual that feels and experiences life from so many different perspectives like it's not just in the physical like you are physically going out into the world and you are physically interacting with people but on an emotional level like we're approached with situations where it has like it pulls at our emotional side of us like it pulls at our strings like mentally spiritually emotionally so when like on my podcast when I talk about what it means to understand your experiences, to understand your trauma, you can't just think of it as a physical thing because physical things transpire to things that's emotionally going on in somebody. And it's like you end up facing the consequences of another person's decision. So it's like, how do you deal with all that? Like, how do you even think about healing in a way that's not going to come off like you're someone that's just constantly walking around being wounded or, you know, things like that. Like it's being human, like there's just, there's so much that goes just into that. Like our physical, for our physicality, it's just a casing for mm-hmm. what's so fragile, like on the inside, you know, mm-hmm. like it just, it's different. 
I love how you describe the fact that whatever happens in the physical is due to the fact that we already felt it. And mm-hmm. that's one thing that as humans, we have this gift of feeling emotions, but we also have that subconscious intuitive action to follow those feelings. Mm-hmm. And even if we may not love the action behind those feelings, or we may not want to feel the way that we do, that's that conscious decision that you have to make. Because, you know, every day when you wake up in the morning to when you go to bed, there's several thoughts just circulating through your head, right? Mm -hmm. There's 70,000 thoughts. Now, not to say you have to be aware of every single thought. Right. (laughs) That's a lot of thoughts to think about. (laughs) Right. But the most dominant thoughts, the ones that take so much of your subconscious energy the things that you physically sit down and Mm -hmm. let your mind wander over those thoughts then manifest into feelings and Mm -hmm. we start to feel it and then finally it comes into the physical so a lot of the things that we go through it's not based off of the thoughts it's based Mm -hmm. off of the feelings that's how the universe responds that's how our body responds right when you're Mm -hmm. when you're little from the age of zero to 10 or 11, at the time, your subconscious mind is completely open. But when we're inflicted with trauma or adversity at that tender age, Mm -hmm. we are now being exposed to emotions and emotional energy. And then we see how people act on those energies, right? So when you hear stories of people going through depression, they talk about their bedroom, they talk about their bed, they talk about how their schedules are whack, they talk Mm -hmm. about how they're not taking care of themselves like um, in terms of hygiene and they're eating bad. That that all stems from the feelings behind mm-hmm. it because you feel gross and you feel funky when you wake up. You don't feel best. You yeah, always you, feel at your worst. Yeah, you don't feel like you are emitting the energy of like what you're supposed to be. And what's so I love the fact that you mentioned like when you're young and in your childhood, when you are exposed to emotions that it's not that they're too complex for someone that's young, but they haven't yet experienced those emotions naturally. They've experienced them when it comes to moments of high intensity of stress. So like childhood, I always emphasize childhood is the most pinnacle time in a person's life because you're supposed to be understanding the world. But when you start being exposed to experiences that you don't even understand, you're so vulnerable because the people that you are supposed to be looking up to now you're seeing their behavior and you end up steering off into a different path that you're just going to listen to whoever is your caretaker. You're going to listen to those that are like above you because you are in this vulnerable situation. You are vulnerable to the things that are around you. You're vulnerable just emotionally. Like you don't know how to process those emotions, especially as a child. Like it's easy for an adult to go to a child and say, um, for someone to go up to a child and say like, oh, like, keep this to yourself, like keep it hush hush. And it starts to become a norm. They get so conditioned to that. So as adults, they don't know how to open up. They don't know how to even think about what they went through is traumatic because they thought that it was just a part of their life. Like I hear people all the time say, oh, well, that's just life. Like that's just what happened. Like it's not just what happened. Actually, it wasn't supposed to happen. And the like I always say, like when you come into your parents' life, when you come into people's lives, like as a child, your child, you have approached a part in their life that they were already living. And it's going to happen, you know, when we have kids one day, like they're going to be approached in a part of our lives and they will never know what happened prior. Like we could tell them, but 
at the same time they didn't they weren't at firsthand experience Mm -hmm. experiencing it you know so Mm -hmm. it's like how do you understand how to break those cycles if you've been taught to be numb to them or Mm -hmm. to suppress them or to think it's normal like it's not normal like no one should be going through situations like that like it it's just insane i think there's like this crazy statistic where i think it's two-thirds of children experience like report to have gone through at least one traumatic event by the time they're 16. wow and so imagine like a child going through five different types of traumatic experiences by the time they're 16. like the way that just their like their emotions change and the way they view the world changes like that's that's very intimidating as an adult to try to unpack because you just thought that was life, you know? Exactly. And I love the fact that you talked about your inner child because that's the core foundation of healing is when you visit your your um, internal child self. And everybody mm-hmm. has that, you know? It's all about unlearning. You have to unlearn what was taught to you. Then you have to be open to learning. And when you're open to receiving, then subconsciously you're also telling yourself you want to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're telling yourself you want better for you. When you take that first step of, okay, I'm going to open this door. I'm going to see what comes from it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the worst that can happen is I'm going to feel this way, but I'm not going to go in with that level of mindset. I can't because right now what's important is me not slipping away. Right. What's important is me finally choosing um, to heal, but also to unpack and understand myself. You know, mm-hmm. now I'm not afraid to confront my own emotions. Now I'm not afraid to feel because, like I said, you you fear what you don't know. Yeah, and that's true. As a child, when you're exposed to a lot of emotions and the and bad emotions, that's inflicted through trauma and triggers, which then yeah manifests into adulthood. So. It could be something so small that as a child you used to listen to this song, but then, um, or a, you would watch a movie mm-hmm. and you would watch this particular family movie, but all of a sudden your parents are fighting every single night when that particular movie is on mm-hmm. or whenever there's a show that's running that you want to watch, but your family is not in a great condition mentally and it's affecting you. When you grow up as an adult, and you see that TV show come up on your screen, you're not going to see the show. You're going to see the events that happen behind. And that's where your inner child is talking to you. Hey, I'm not well yet. Mm -hmm. Please, can you hear me? Let's talk. I want to heal. I don't Mm -hmm. want to feel this way. Yeah, I think that like, and even in, you know, in psychology, when they talk about the inner child, it's this part of you that's so innocent. It's this part of you that is playful and has all these carefree emotions and attitude and that's why like when you see children like they don't know anything about like the struggles of life they don't know much about like they don't like uh, they could see it but in their mind they just want to color and play with toys and live in their own little world they want to dream they want to imagine and as adults when we go through different things and that gets disrupted like that part of us that was supposed to develop in a way where we can openly receive and give at the same time when something comes in between that and you go through traumatic events and now you have triggers and now you have all these adverse effects of your traumatic experience as an adult that inner child is so suppressed that it's literally crying out in so many different ways Mm -hmm. that it wants to release it wants to let these go because i see that a lot of people that have gone through traumatic experiences feel as though they're carrying 
such a burden. They feel like not just burdens of themselves, they're carrying burdens from other people and their traumas and their burdens. And they feel like they have to fix it. Like Mm -hmm. they feel like they need to be in this mode of, I need to control the situation. I need to figure out what to do because if I don't, I'm going to lose control. And I don't like to be in a, like in a place like that. At the end of the day, whether you're an adult or whether you're a child, the one thing that humans just don't like is being in a vulnerable situation. We don't like being vulnerable. Like it really does take a lot for someone to open up. I think, you know, even with us, like we've been friends for so long, but it really did take certain steps for us to open up to each other and by opening up to each other we start to open up more to ourselves like try to understand okay let me cultivate my inner child let me see what it needs because the blockages that come with healing is when we don't listen to our inner child and from that those are the internal factors like we don't listen to our inner child we become anxious we become like in this mode of like oh I don't I don't know what to do and self-conscious about healing and you think that you have to prove something to yourself or prove something to other people And I think that that's not only toxic, but it's become so conditioned that you just feel like, especially people tell you like, oh, emotions are bad, like, or like, oh, emotions make you weak, like the past is the past. All those things minimize your experiences and they minimize who you are as a person. So like it feeds those inner thoughts. It feeds those like those things. And it's like, no, I want to heal. But at the same time, I'm scared to heal. Like, I don't (laughs) I don't know what I want to (laughs) do. Right. I don't know what's going to come from this. Yeah. And you know, it's funny that you mentioned all that because um, when adults are trying to, you know, the funny thing is a lot of people don't even know their triggers exist mm-hmm. until you touch it and then they respond with anger. Right. And when, when you respond, respond some, like some way like extreme, extreme. Yeah. And you don't understand because to you, it's just like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just trying to play this song, you know, mm-hmm. but to them, it's like, no, this song has horrible memories da, 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 da. okay so heal that way when you do listen to that song you listen to the rhythm you listen to the lyrics your emotions behind it changes and you no longer have that toxic attachment mm-hmm. that you didn't like, even know existed like deprogramming yourself because I, I think that's like I, I think I've mentioned this before like when you go through a traumatic event what makes it traumatic is how intense your emotional response mm-hmm. was exactly so some people do get angry some people shut down emotionally. Yep. Some people kind of like suppress and they pretend that they're okay. They pretend like, oh, that song didn't bother me. And they sing along because when they were children or when they went through a traumatic experience, they felt like they had to play along with right. what was going on. And like, that's so interesting. That's why like trauma and mental health is on a huge spectrum. Like things and that as it go should to- be. Yeah. Um, you know, like 10 years ago, if you told somebody in your your school or your family member, even a close family friend that, Hey, like mentally, I'm not, I'm not doing okay. Mm -hmm. They'll look at you like you're crazy. They'll look at you like, what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. You're, you're doing so well. You're involved in this, you're involved in that, you know, Mm -hmm. your grades are this and this auntie down the street said that you do this, 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 that, that doesn't mean I'm okay. That just means I'm great at showing you that I can still keep going forward knowing I'm not okay. But you as an adult, you are somebody of authority. You are somebody who is a role model-like figure because I'm still a child. Mm -hmm. And you are telling me, a child as an adult, that my emotions are not strong enough for Mm -hmm. you to at least help me. But that 
my emotions are now invalidated because my emotions and the way that I feel, the way that I want to feel differs Mm -hmm. from um, your perspective. So therefore you are shutting it down because you did that to yourself. Right. Yeah. I think I love that you mentioned that because like the external factors, your family and friends could really intimidate you to heal because they started saying stuff like that. Like, oh, I mean, you have your bachelors, you should be happy, or oh, you look at the things that are around you, you know, people in this country are doing so much worse than you, and it's like, it's not about the material things, and that's when you delve into, like, toxic positivity, and you delve into, like, understanding that people, even your friends and family, inflict how you should feel, because there are parts of them that were too afraid to go on the healing journey and they will tell you not to go on the healing exactly. journey. They'd be like, oh, like, you do want to walk around wounded? Like, you should just, if you have this issue, just deal with it. You know, it, just deal with it. It's part of the past. Leave it in the past. I mean, your past self is who you, like, who you still are in the present. You have just learned to, like, shape and get rid of certain attributes, but that doesn't mean that you aren't still parts of your past self. I mean, what, like, I mean, right now, I think we would consider yesterday as the past, but we're still ourselves. We still have parts of us that, you know, we remember. We have memories. There are things that keep our past self alive. So, like, when people say things like, oh, just leave it in the past, I'm like, well, the past is a part of me. And who I am right now, it's like I have to evaluate who I am right now. Is that who I really want to be in the future? Do I really want other people to dictate my healing journey? Do I want other people to intimidate me when they, like when they have, when they didn't go on the healing journey, sometimes it's like people go on their healing journey with the intention of, oh, I'm going to prove it to everyone. At some point, you're going to think, no, I'm, I want to prove something to myself that I can do it. Like I can do something that some people were afraid to do. And through my actions, like positivity is, you know, contagious. Mm -hmm. Things that you do are contagious. So, I mean, people might be drawn to that and be like, oh, how did you do that? And And it's like, I always say you could wear your, your, your scars don't have to be scars. Like they don't have to be labeled as that. They can be beauty marks. Right. Like they can be things that like you look at and you don't feel that pain anymore, but you recognize what happened to you and it made you stronger. And that's Amen. why acknowledgement is so powerful. That's why understanding and understanding every part of yourself is so profound, so important. No, amen, amen. Literally, you hit it on the nail. Your past self is still your present self and it still bleeds into your future self because people forget that just because you let go of certain habits, your past self dies. That's not That's not it mm-hmm. because your, the way that you feel or um, the things that you learn from those situations, those adversities, you carried those gems with you. You know, I always say behind every blessing, there are several lessons and mm-hmm. behind every gain there's pain mm-hmm. you know so as you gain you you had to take on some pain yeah. but that pain gave you so much for you to carry yourself through right so appreciate your past self tell your past self it's okay you didn't know you weren't aware mm-hmm. but now you are and i forgive me I forgive myself for the things I didn't know. I forgive myself for the mistakes that I consciously committed and subconsciously committed. Mm -hmm. And the subconscious mind is where healing really starts because that's where your inner child is. Your inner child is creative. Mm -hmm. Your inner child is vibrant. Your inner child is innocent. Um, You know, he, she, they 
are full of just life and right. energy and that thrill. So when you revisit that, you revisit the parts of your childhood that you seemingly forgot or tucked away because of the adversities or the traumas or the triggers that started extremely early on in your life. Yeah. Because those are the things that you remember the most. You remember mm -hmm. how you felt. And, you know, nine out of 10 times, people remember the things that they went through versus what came out of the things that they went through. Very true. I agree. And I think that, you know, when you start thinking about your inner child, there are multiple versions of that inner child that just happened in one period of time. So let's mm -hmm. say from the ages of one to six, like you've gone through different types of experiences that cause a huge level of stress. And maybe to you, they weren't traumatic. But the thing is, is that your inner child will almost evolve in different ways because you had to grow up quickly. I don't think you've, I, I think we both have talked about this before, how when we were younger, we had to grow, we had to, we felt like we had to grow up very quickly and almost take mm -hmm. on like that adult role at such mm -hmm. a young age. And that's why when you're understanding every part of you and you're understanding the things that could block you, how you evolved as an inner child can block you too because your thoughts and the way that you process things almost disrupted different parts of your inner child that was trying to evolve and progress in a way that wasn't so like chopped butchered. up or like butchered or like, you know, stagnant. It was something that you want to flow. You want things to, like, like you said, that's this playful, vibrant energy to just move without it being like there's so many obstacles. So with understanding that, I mean, we can just like dive deep into start understanding other people's inner child. But even when we start healing, we have to understand that it's okay to be selfish. Like it's okay to mm -hmm. be very, what we said yesterday is pick like and choose. pick and choose, be picky with your energy, be picky exactly. with who you bring into your space because those people could either make or break you and they can actually make the traumas that you're trying to address 10 times worse because they're adding to it like they're exactly. contributing and it's almost reinforcing the fact why you feel the way that you do i'm gonna use an example if you've gone through in like a, a, a traumatic situation like a car accident and you have anxiety now like when you're in cars like you're okay if you're driving because you feel like you're in control but you're not okay with someone else drives and let's say you have a friend where you've told this to you told them how you felt and then while they're on the road they pretended to like speed and like go like you know move in and out of lanes and laughing and knowing that you're stressed out knowing that you're freaked out that's that those are the type of people you don't need into your life because they're reinforcing the one thing that you're trying to heal from it's not the car accident you're trying to heal from you're trying to heal from the anxiety of being in a car you're trying to heal from the anxiety of being out of control of a situation you want to control so bad. So it's like you have to reevaluate who's in your inner circle. You have to reevaluate who you're surrounded by and who you're spreading your energy to. Yeah. Amen. Energy is everything. Energy reciprocates. Um, and what people don't understand is that your company is who you are. Your network is your net worth. Mm -hmm. So if you are around people with low vibrations and you are somebody who claims to have high vibrations, the people around you will speak for your energy. Mm -hmm. You cannot fool the universe. You cannot fool yourself. Right. And, um, you know, in terms of like healing and picking and choosing your energy, 
that makes you so well aware of the types of energies you want to be around Mm -hmm. because now you have talked to yourself. You have um, forgiven yourself. Um, You've let yourself feel and go through those uncomfortable emotions and purging, Mm -hmm. releasing and um, Which know, isn't easy. Like, it, no, it's not. It's healing is not peaches and cream. I promise you guys. Don't let anybody tell Ever. you <laughs> But listen, your skin and your hair will thank you because the glow that will come from those tears is mm-hmm. it's unmatched. But you know, I it's all in all, what I'm trying to say is, guys, like really be picky and choosy with your energy. Mm-hmm. It, people will say you're selfish. People will say, you know, you should always be open. Granted. You should be open to whoever you want to be open to. Right. Because people are not a savior for this world. You are a savior for your own universe. You are Mm -hmm. not here to protect everybody else. You are here to shield your own energy and let those in that you feel you don't have to protect your energy around. You should still be whole and Mm -hmm. still be your own individual person standing in your individuality and not letting other energies manifest into yours. Because if you're the type of person who kind of like goes with the flow or, you know, just lets anybody into your life like this coming Mm -hmm. in and out or just you're constantly on on this um edge of life of you know meeting new people letting them in and like mm-hmm. letting them so close to you to where you're not even aware yeah they take it they start taking advantage of your energy and then they start saying things to you like oh like you're so like they make you feel like how you don't want to be competent like you're incompetent you're wounded you're too like messed up or you're tainted like it's crazy like every type of i think there was this one person that I knew um she was dealing with um like she had experienced sexual abuse and with partners partners made her feel like she was like like dirty and it's Mm. like she was trying it's like she would let these people in allow herself to you know speak about how she felt only to be taken advantage of like of her kindness and like how she was opening up to people and I think even when you start understanding the type of people that are in your energy like you said, you have to understand yourself so that you can know the type of people that are around you. Because some people that are around you are here to teach you very valuable lessons about yourself. Right. And they're placed into your life, but you don't really know their value until you start opening yourself up more. And when you start understanding mm-hmm. who you are as a person and you start understanding, okay, like I'm going on this healing journey. It's difficult. It's uncomfortable, but I'm moving. I'm progressing and I'm progressing at my own pace because nobody, nobody should rush you at all. Like no one should make you feel like you have to hurry up. You don't have to hurry up anything. Like they're not the ones healing. You heal as much as you need to so that you can feel comfortable to look at yourself in the mirror every day and not feel like all the things you've gone through is written on your forehead. Exactly. Exactly. Turn those scars into beauty marks. Like, right. Don't let your triggers and your wounds um, be the first thing that people are introduced to. Let people see that you're healing. Let people see that you're truly trying to rise. Mm -hmm. Um, Because essentially when people say, I want this type of energy, I want, I want, I want. In order to want, you have to embody it already. Even if you wake up and you still, you know, let's say your dream car is like, I don't know, a yellow Lamborghini, Mm -hmm. but you have like a Honda Accord. Every day when you wake up and you get into that Honda Accord, say thank you because you have a vehicle. Hello. And secondly, 
you know, you're on your way of getting that yellow Lamborghini Mm -hmm. and you're appreciating your higher self for even showing you that that's what you want. And you're appreciating your past self for making the conscious decision to go after what you want. And then you're living in the present because you are you are content Mm -hmm. that the path that you are on is now leading you to reach wherever it is that you want to go. But on the flip side, there's people who think, I want a yellow Lamborghini so bad. Like, I I hate my car. I don't like this. That car will talk back and be like, okay, well, you know what? Here's a flat tire. Mm -hmm. Here you go. Transmission. Oh, problems with the engine. Oh, you thought you were going to get to work on time? Hmm, You thought, you know? Yeah. You're like, words hold so much weight and power. Mm -hmm. Words are spells. Um, And this is something that I delve into, well, emphasize in, in like my Mm -hmm. spiritual work that I do. So dealing with energies, I even tell my friends, including you, that, uh Catch yourself. What did yeah, you just say? Yeah, she'll catch me all the time. Like, <laughs> with saying little things, she was like, Mm-mm, like, correct yourself. And I'm like, I, I practice gratitude. You know, it's like, <laughs> you, you bring me back down to earth to ground me. And it's so, I, I appreciate you for that. I'm so grateful. <laughs> Let me just practice my gratitude right now. But yeah, like, I think that, you know, because even uh, the thing is that when you when you start doing stuff like that it really does take progression to think that way because when you are trying to first when you start unpacking your trauma it's so uncomfortable that you don't even know how to even try to attempt to walk into this mindset of oh i got this because that when you start doing that that be, turns into toxic positivity but over time when you start being when you start practicing small gratitude like you wake up and you come, you know, you, you live a full day and you say, you know what? I didn't feel as triggered as I usually do today. I thank myself for being patient with myself to be able to, you know, understand and be aware of how I was feeling all day. Being great, like practicing gratitude doesn't have to be with materialistic things. It could just do with the things that you really don't see. Like, oh, I love the way that you handled the situation. I loved how you laughed at that joke today. I love the way that you smiled and you're very attentive, Mm -hmm. like, you know, stuff like that. I mean, that's how you start really appreciating yourself and practicing self-love and self-care because it helps you approach your healing journey a little bit better. So when people do come up to you and try to stop you in your way, and it's not that they're doing it purposely, but they're doing it in a way where it's like, they want to help you, they love you, but it's like, you know, you, you can filter out what they're saying instead of being like triggered even more you know what I mean like you don't you can be like okay like you know I appreciate you for saying that but I'm gonna keep going along my way thank you though I'm gonna keep going like exactly standing strong standing strong in your individuality and really being aware of your conscious and your unconscious and um like you said filtering out the things that people will tell you because healing is a test it's not just a journey it's a test it's a test to see if you can stick it out It's a a test to see if your inner self can, you know, show you um, the things that you need in order for you to move forward with your healing. Okay, so, you know, one of the things that I was actually thinking about is, um, and really, this is just me being curious, Mm because as as somebody who does energy work, and I was able to really heal myself, and Mm -hmm. it took it took my mom's death for me to heal myself. But little did I know that before I was healing, I wasn't even purging. I was projecting. Yeah. So people don't purge, they project. And right. that's something that 
we as humans just need to understand that that's basic human law. That if somebody is um, lashing out on you, if somebody is taking certain emotions out on you, that's not... um, that's not them doing this to you. Mm-hmm. It's them projecting onto you because right. it has nothing to do with you. If you are not receiving it, if you are mm-hmm. not taking it in, if you're not taking it to your heart, then just know that your inner self itself is so aware that it's protecting you. It's mm-hmm. essentially telling you this has nothing to do with you. They have their own demons that they have to battle. You are just on their path as somebody who can help them and they feel comfortable to just let it out. Right now they're projecting because they have to kind of let it out. They need to know what yeah. their niche is. But once you start to purge, that's a whole different realm of yeah, it's healing. A, yeah, it's a different process. Because now you are aware of the emotions that have mm-hmm. been locked in for so long that it comes out in several ways from chest pain to throwing up to endlessly, relentlessly crying mm-hmm. to not randomly, randomly right? not being able to sleep, mm-hmm. um, having like spontaneous urges to do certain things like feeling that a anxious, child, feeling exactly, like antsy, yeah. that like high anxiety life. Yeah and impulsive energy that's your inner child finally coming back coming back to light mm-hmm. and it's like wow like i can do these things right so in t- with your healing journey i like to describe it as a roller coaster on six flags because <laughs> <laughs> you're really gonna be either up or all the way down yeah um and maybe that's just me saying that because i'm a cancer moon shout out to all the water sign placements <laughs> i feel us i feel <laughs> our energy okay but um all in all it's really just about reprogramming your subconscious Mm -hmm. mind because you know a lot of people don't know this but um bob proctor has talked about it so many times in the book the secret and so has marcy shimmiff your mind doesn't know what's real and what's not real so you define like what is define what is real and it can manifest in so many different ways from the shows that you watch mm-hmm. to the people you follow on social media to the things that you read to the music that you listen to everything has words if you notice like words are the ones that give um well feelings is what brings the words to, to life. life yeah so when you're feeling a and certain those way words, like reinforce what exactly. you're already feeling so exactly so if you are if you can catch yourself like let's say you're with a friend and your friend is like listening to a certain song and it really doesn't sit right with you and you know why because those words are not something that you resonate with then you can pick that up and you can literally internally block those words out and block that music out you can internally do that when you're aware of what you're thinking about and you're aware of the feelings so your subconscious mind like i said that's where your inner child lives Mm -hmm. so once you once you talk to your inner child you are now in your subconscious mind yeah and even from like a psychological point of view when you're starting to understand yourself you have to approach every part of you that you have deemed personally not other people you have defined to be the worst parts of you so if that's parts of your ego if that's parts of your super ego if that's parts of you know your insecurities if that whatever it may be you have to really break that down and you have to realize okay you know how am i going to vocalize how i'm feeling without me tearing people down in the process and then i end up in a place where like i cause myself more trauma than I'd, I would like to. And at some point, you know, some of us 
might feel as, oh, well, we just didn't know. And some of us know very much of what we're doing, but it becomes a coping mechanism. When we're approached with stressful situations, psychologically, our brains are trying to assess data from that trauma and almost compare it to what we're dealing with in the present. And then because like we have very quick reactions, like that reaction could be in a form of projecting. It could be in a form of pushing people away or lashing out or even shutting down. I mean, all of those different reactions is how the, all of those are reactions. You know what I mean? So when mm-hmm. like you're using the example of being in the car with your friend, I mean, like there are so many different possibilities and so many different words that you can use to express what you're currently feeling. And on top of that, you're also trying to assess very quickly of how they're going to respond because you're also thinking of a counter response. Like that's just how the brain works. It's working in a way where it's trying to assess everything that could potentially happen all in that one second. And what's crazy is it does that so quickly, subconsciously. subconsciously. So let's say that I was in that car. Maybe I chose to say, you know what? Um, can we change the song? I'm, I'm not a big fan of this song. Like, it's okay. And you know what? If that person's understanding, like, yeah, like we can switch it. Like, what do you want to switch it to? Now, if they start going off into almost poking at, like, I feel like triggers are like that one red button that you tell people not to push. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and they, you know, still, and they still push it and they push it multiple times too. Like, they'll egg you on, like, oh, yeah, like, why don't you like it? And it's like, that's a trigger because it's like, do I really want to open up to this person right now? Do I really want to like open up to myself right now in this moment and be vulnerable? Like, again, it comes back to vulnerability. It comes back to like how you feel emotionally. And then you, you maybe, you know, surface level. Oh, yeah, you know, I was in a, you know, I'm just not a big fan of this song. I just don't really like it. And if they still are like, well, why? It's a good song. It's like they're really not understanding. And that's when you have to really be very conscious and aware because some people just do it without really they're not trying to hurt you Mm -hmm. but you can tell when somebody's just trying to push your buttons and I think that that comes with your own awareness of what it means for someone to push your buttons like some people are like oops I didn't mean to push that I didn't know that was even there and some people are aware that your buttons are there they know you have triggers they know that you feel some sort of way about something and they'll still push it and that's when it's like no, like you're not going, you should not have to deal with certain individuals trying to inflict or to get a reaction out of you because that's not fair. And at the end of the day, you're still going to also have internal conflict trying to dissect what you did in the physical due to that external factor of you trying to deal with that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Understanding every part of yourself is so exactly important. just being oh acknowledgement. I always say acknowledgement, acknowledgement, yes. acknowledgement, acknowledgement is so important. Like I don't know how else to emphasize that. Like <laughs> every part, just do it. Like literally, and just it's all about being aware. Because once mm-hmm. you're once you've gone through that um, test and journey of healing your body blossoms in ways that you would have probably never thought, but your child knew your inner Mm -hmm. self knew. And at the same time, like when you're aware of yourself, what your body is a vessel for your soul and your spirit. So essentially knowing your soul is what's going to really help navigate your body to respond Mm -hmm. into the physical world. Right. Right. So being aware of the energies that you want around you, being aware of your own energy, even when you slip up a little, you should be able to catch yourself. You know what I mean? So one thing that I tell people that I learned from Mm -hmm. shout out to Neno. Okay. I learned this. It's, um, letting what is called vibe check every hour check yourself Mm -hmm. check yourself what are you thinking about 
And if you if you cannot think of something good, just say thank you. That's it. Just say thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm breathing. I'm alive. I have I'm in one body. I am healthy, especially mm-hmm. at times like this. And then um another quote that sticks with me like honey, <laughs> like money and honey. But <laughs> that's a gem right there. Okay. Oh <laughs> so one thing that Neno um, has taught me personally on his mentorship calls, mornings with Neno, and on his podcast is do not let um, external circumstances affect your internal peace. Mm, you that's know, profound. Right. I love that. Internally, you need to remain grounded for your own sake because mm-hmm. the external world can really test you. Mind you, there's 7 billion plus people in this world. That's 7 billion plus energies yeah. that you are prone to. Um, really bleeding yourself into mm-hmm. so once you can, actually been knowing sometimes too exactly subconsciously so mm-hmm. if you can if you can reach that um height of awareness and, and that potent high vibrational energy then what happens is that you are exuberating that level of energy to mm-hmm. where it's now overpowering anything that can hinder it so naturally you're not even attracting the things that you don't want you're not even attracting your um the 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 things that um that can affect you in a negative manner right you know you're now attracting the good you're now attracting um like-minded individuals mm-hmm. you are now attracting opportunities because that's what you think about yeah. that's how you act that's how you feel that's what you talk about that's what yeah. you write about that's what you're focused on so mm-hmm. what your mind can focus on over and over and over again it's going to come on your path subconsciously so if you yeah. say you want healing if you say you supposedly want this um dream job you need to start dressing as if you work there you need to wake up as if you're going to go to work at that place you need to give gratitude but at the same time, thank yourself for the position that you're in and yeah. thank yourself for that level of consciousness that mm-hmm. you were able to acquire. There's so many drifters yeah. out here and you're not a drifter. Yeah, I think I think you really hit the nail on that because and all of this comes with all of you listening. All of this comes with progression. It's not something that we don't want you to feel pressured that you have to do. Like these mm-hmm. aren't things that you have to do. These are things that might come about your healing journey, things that you might want to consider depending on what stage of healing you are in and your stages are based on you they're based on what you are currently dealing with at this moment if you've decided to like deal with one big traumatic situation then deal with that one traumatic situation if you're dealing with three deal with three but all these come with your own progression and when you start coming into that high frequency it's because you've reached a certain part of your healing that you've become more aware and a little bit more forgiving and empathetic towards yourself and you are really cultivating every part of you like you're really holding yourself at wow i'm really transforming and that's the whole point of the butterfly effect ever after all the little instances of chaos there is a time that even though it's so uncomfortable for you as a caterpillar to go and molt <laughs> and do all these different things, you know that in uncomfortable situations, you will bloom into something that represents your own personal mental health freedom. It's so all it's about the all freedom about. of the mind. Yes. It's all about <laughs> the freedom to feel. And um, honestly, like one thing, if there's anything that you guys can take away from this, uh, there was so much that Queen and I 
you know, just, just delve gave into. delved into. <laughs> so I really do hope that y'all like listen to this episode because I definitely will. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would hope so. You're on it. <laughs> <laughs> so like we all go through things in life and it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to dwell. It's not okay to stay in that position. It's not okay to stay complacent and stay that way. Vulnerability is beautiful. You know, Janae Iko had talked about it in one of her interviews. She said, you know, the more we share, the more we heal. And when we all heal, we feel together. And then Mm -hmm. we feel that we're all human. Like now we know that, okay, although my pain and your pain is different, but the fact that we can feel it Mm -hmm. and the fact that we can acknowledge it and validate it and, you know, move forward individually and just in our friendship Mm -hmm. that goes to show that healing is not just a journey but it's a way of life because you're always healing you're never going to come to a time where it's like oh i'm healed there's always going to be you're going to be healing through the small things the big things you're going to be healing for the rest of your life for the rest of your life but it doesn't have to be such an ugly thing it's going to be ugly at first but once you are aware you start seeing the beauty of it exactly i agree i agree All right, everyone, that is the end of this week's episode. I hope all of you guys enjoyed it. I am so happy and grateful that my dearest, lovely, amazing friend, Seema, was able to come on today and to speak to all of you out there that's trying to understand your healing journey because it is uncomfortable. There are going to be moments where you feel like you want to give up or you don't want to truly acknowledge every part of the things that you've gone through. But just like we both said, I mean, it's all about understanding your inner child, cultivating that and being able to see the bright sides and be able to be empathetic and grateful for who you are and who you are going to be. So I am going to have Seema do our affirmations. So well, I just want to say thank you so much, Queen. We've been talking about this forever, and I'm so happy that we finally got together to record this episode. And honestly, this was such a divine episode. I loved every bit of it. I love sharing with you and vice versa. You are such a beautiful spirit inside and out. Whoever has access to your energy is blessed. So I'm blessed, and I'm so happy and so beyond grateful that I am elevating um, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and financially. And that's that's what's important. That's my affirmation for the day. Thank you so much. <laughs> and we will see you guys on the next episode. Bye.